Welcome Still wonder that. Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Ed and I are here. We're still missing Jeff, who continues to have to work. We miss him. Sucks. But we also have a special guest this week. Uh, Clay Snowden joins the show. Best friend of the show. The only one who ever really got us gifts. Um, but we loved him before that even. So I want an update on the gifts. Oh, Ed's is still there. Mine is upstairs on display. Jeff's Neat. is behind it. Have you all cracked into them yet? No, no, I'll never play on cracking into that. I will also now. If mine ends up open, it's because a kid got into it, and that's actually, a whole different. Actually, regret not having you sign it before you left that day. Am I really a special guest still, or am I just a guest? You could just fam. I was writing the tweet right now, and it says "special guest." <laughs> I like it. I'm writing the tweet too. I don't know what you're writing. It's fine. Um, welcome back, though, Clay. We uh, we're getting away from the Bearcats a little bit tonight, so apologies to those who tuned in to hear a riveting discussion right off the rip. Right about, the hole. Uh, <laughs> about the uh the temple game uh we will do a preview on temple later on in the show um as we also will recap um the win over ucf on sunday as well later on but prior to that because pitchers and catchers are officially in arizona and clay is available uh which apparently is no small task with a new puppy in the mix as uh that was that was the first real big buy for the newly married couple right um yeah it was yeah that was a decision long time in the making but ha- happy that we did that plus um i don't know if you all know i have my own uh, i co-host a podcast now on fantasy baseball so that takes out on fantasy now at least two days a week um plus the hours of prep that goes into it so it's been it's been busy for this off season fair enough start calling you mr roto yeah (laughs) um how's how is the just baseball gig going for you though oh it's going great um just baseball's been doing pretty well actually and um adding new podcasts it seems like every other week i mean they've got all kinds of different podcast channels now and um, a bunch of writing content. They're doing a lot with the World Baseball Classic, um, doing previews for that and whatnot. So um, it's going well. But yeah, the Just Fantasy Baseball podcast, Spotify, YouTube, it's everywhere, man. Are you doing any betting, uh, like sports gambling podcasts? Because um, they do. Okay, good. Because I just I just spent all my gambling money. It's called Five not. Minutes. It's actually called not gambling advice. Peter Apple 
is the host and that guy spends far too much time breaking down gambling um i jumped in one of his live shows one time and he was talking about like wind direction and why he was betting a certain bet because of that so if you're into like someone someone really really breaking down why they're betting certain things jump in there by the way if uh you are not already signed up for betfred uh Download the app for Betfred and put in the promo code BCJ111 for the special promotions that Bearcat Journal can provide you uh, and also to help support us here at Bearcat Journal. Uh, We appreciate that in advance. Again, that's promo code BCJ111 on Betfred. Um, Sorry, just shameless plugging here. A little different than when we first had you on once upon a time, my friend. (laughs) No, it Aaron was still doing shameless plugs, but just they, they didn't get us any money. Back in the day, I used to get a nice list of questions, a nice rundown. <laughs> but you know, I guess I've advanced past that, which is which is great. And I, I guess I can trust you all not to ask questions. Now, Chad, he he might be a little off the wall with some questions. So, you know, he's, Chad, he's a wild card. You never know what he's gonna ask. Correction. Forgot to tell you this happened in all the chaos of today. I didn't like the one one one. I thought it was oh. so. The new promo code starting right now: Bearcat, all caps. Bearcat. Oh, all right, easier, far easier. That's easier, easier to remember. I, I wanted it to be a little bit more uh, flowing and not like I thought the one 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 was stupid. So I asked them if they could change that, and they have changed that. I don't so disagree. Now, go to the app, go to the website, and they'll be asked for a promo code at the end when you're registering, and just type in BEARCAT, all caps. Singular. Singular, BEARCAT, okay. all caps. All right, just wanted to make sure. Okay, there you go. There we go. Hi, Clay. Hey, Chad, how are you? Terrible, but, you know, that's not really for this show. Uh, <laughs> you Ed's guys wearing the shirt. Show. Thank you, Ed. Much appreciated, my brother. Much appreciated. You guys have a good show. Bye, Chad. All right. Thrifty Wallace says oh. Bailey is cute as hell. Well, thank you. She is cute. Uh, but you got yourself wondering who Bailey is. That's the name of my dog. That's the oh, you did not retriever. bring the dog on the show when we went live. How how did he know? Maybe the dog can make an appearance in a little uh, in a little bit. Following at Clay underscore Snow S N O no W, uh, you you might be able to see pictures of Bailey, Ed. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, how did you come to the decision on a golden retriever? I did not come to that decision. I thought it was a golden well, doodle. Well played. Well played. It's a golden retriever, something my wife's been wanting forever, and um, I have been denying it for a very long time. And then I booked a fly fishing trip to Wyoming for 10 days this summer. And, um, yeah, I, I, I had a give and take somewhere. So she got the dog. Happy wife, happy life. You're learning. Yep. Well done. Yep. Was your fan a big or a fan? Wow. Was your wife a big fan of uh Homer Bound back in the day? Homer Bailey? Homer Bound? Homeward Bound. 
Homeward Bound, the movie. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Believe it or not, it's not come up in discussion before. Maybe uh maybe a little older than her, Ed. That movie. No, I know that movie. I don't know that your wife may know that movie. Who knows? Two years a little less than two years younger, so potentially. All right. That was my first introduction to him. Well, Clay, when did pitchers and catchers report to Arizona? How how long ago? Well, they kind of trickled in, uh, right as they always do. And uh, right now, I mean, okay, so everything right now is all about this clip, that L.A. De La Cruz clip. Do you all know what I'm talking about? That's been going around Twitter. Um, so pitchers and catchers just reported there is a live BP, simulated BP type thing, Ellie De La Cruz in the batter's box right-handed against Brandon Williamson. The timing of this was kind of funny. Brandon Williamson was acquired in the Suarez-Winker trade from Seattle. Big-time prospect, top 100 guy, not great in 2022. So a lot of people were kind of wondering about him. I believe it was Charlie Goldsmith put out a Goldsmith put out a tweet about how there's all this rave around Brandon Williams and how much better he's looking. Yada, yada. a typical well, spring training tweet. He's right? supposed to start the first game for spring training Saturday, right? right? Okay. So there was a live video of Ellie De La Cruz against Brandon Williams, and if you just type in Ellie De La Cruz, you you can find that I'm sure. But that was the buzz right now, and that's where we are in Red's Twitter. We're buzzing for any type of at bats, any Ellie De La Cruz content that we can get and now it's brandon williamson as well we are looking for all the content we can get from arizona oh i found it i have no idea how to how to spell ellie daily cruise uh, it, it's the least surprising very simple e-l-l e-l-l-y that's what i did okay space 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 l-a space c-r-u-z Oh, there he is. There he is. Um, just a lot of I'm watching a lot of taken pitches right now. Does he take him? Does he take him yard? Well, you have to watch to find out, aren't you? It's a, it's a two minute clip. Are we just gonna sit here with me watching? <laughs> Man, I just wanted to mention like where Red's Twitter is. Like they're hungry for anything right now. They're watching like a bad phone camera angle of ellie de la cruz that's um, a pretty bad camera but you know it's that time of the year right everyone's starting to get excited it seems like this time of the year is where like everyone's put aside the bitching about team construction and the tanking or whatever you call it rebuild and they start to get a little bit excited to see baseball again it's a great time of the year i love spring training first game saturday um the reds roster as a whole is a little patchy if you will um they did bring in a couple of bats that potentially could help now the first move they really brought in was kevin newman right that's a depth move at shortstop um a lot of shortstop prospects that's just a guy to fill the roster but a couple other moves um one was bringing in uh will myers who used to play for the Padres, Royals, Rays, once a top prospect, hits left-handed, pitching well, can play first base, corner outfield, center in a pinch, Um, not a great fielder, uh, a guy who should have a little bit 
more home run power in Great American. Um, he he has pretty decent pop. I'm not going to act like he's some, you know, he's not going to hit a million home runs or anything like that. But I will look up to see how many home runs he would be projected in Great American as I struggle to do so and try to filibuster some time. Do you remember um, another played- guy's Chad, oh. Chad Pinder? Chad Pinder used to play for the A's. Um, pretty decent player, more of a bench guy, platoon guy, another guy who can hit left-handed hitting well. Um, and he does have some pop. It's just, it's like home run or nothing with him. Like it's pretty, pretty mediocre overall, but um, a lot of people are getting excited about him just because of, you know, having some pop in the bat and maybe some opportunity. He's like a older guy. I really don't see much of a needle mover, but a trade that they made, I believe a week or two ago was acquiring Will Benson, left-handed six foot five um, outfielder from the guardians. And that's a guy who a lot of people like his profile. Um, I remember I was doing a live show with arm late of just baseball when the trade happened and, Arm gave all kinds of stats about him and what he likes about him. And um, he immediately said that he could be, you know, of the younger guys, the one to produce the most this season. Um, He did get some playing time last year for the Guardians and is at least a name name to keep an eye on. I like that trade that they made. Um, The Will Myers stat, now he didn't play a full season. He was injured last year. He had nine home, or excuse me, Last season, he had seven home runs. If he would have played all of his games in Great American, he would have had 15 home runs. Um, so may, maybe he can take advantage of the ballpark. That's that's uh, Will Myers, who spells his name with only one L. Which is why I was struggling to find that stat. Yeah. yeah. Will, like Will, Will Benson had 55 at-bats with Cleveland this year. Yeah, and he was pretty oh. bad, in a, but, you know, it's a tiny sample size. And this guy is, like, unreal pop. If you watch his um, at-bats from the minors, I mean, the dude absolutely can crush the ball. And uh, the perfect type of player to fill, fill some at-bats with and just bring into the organization. The reason why he was traded is because Cleveland had a crunch on their 40-man roster. They have some outfielders, a lot of corner outfielders that can do kind of the same thing as him, so... Um, they were, were willing to move him. Similar situation that they had with Brandon Phillips back in the day. Guy traded from Cleveland, crunch on the 40-man, didn't really have a spot for him. Cincinnati got him, and that worked out well. I'm not saying this will work out the same way, but worth a flyer. <laughs> that would be wild if it worked out yeah. even close to what Brandon Phillips was. Yeah. Um, that dude. So you, you brought up that the the large offseason talk has been about Phil Castellini opening mouth inserting foot and without Again. getting without getting too in the weeds on that how are we supposed to really support this team while simultaneously loathing everything that it is that management says and stands for i saw a tweet today that it's been 10,000 days since the reds advanced in the playoffs 10,000 that's a lot of so days if you are still a fan i don't see you quitting now um so you like, are also where are you gonna go yeah 
So to me, it's okay. I mean, Cincinnati starts on Saturday. So, (laughs) what channel are they on, Ed? Apple TV. Oh, (laughs) that's good. That's really great. What's the old? They did just resign. They did just resign with uh, ESPN Cincinnati, and 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 so they'll be on that. What oh, is even, great! What is even that. What is the ESPN? I'll, I'll look thirteen sixty okay. Homer thirteen sixty. I'll look know. for that for sure. Um, what, but what, cha- what channel are the Reds on? Valley Sports, baby bankruptcy. That's a good point. Actually, yeah. we're All thinking right. they're going to get picked up by Waycross Cable Access here in Cincinnati. We are not thinking that. Speak for yourself. To answer your question, Aaron. Yes. I mean, I understand frustration. We should all be frustrated. I always say it has to do a lot with perspective. And if if you're a fan who can only be happy or only enjoy the team that you're rooting for because you think they have a chance to win a World Series, then, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you because that is I'm, not happening. I'm not that so fan. Long. But I also don't oh. want to. I, I also don't want to feel taken advantage of as a fan by ownership. As look, I don't care if they win the World Series or not. If I did, I had given up on the Reds a long time ago. I say that to say I still want them to make attempts to be competitive. I understand you're yeah. a, a small market team, and that puts you behind the eight ball automatically. But I want to see them making attempts, and I know that they did that just several years ago. Yeah, but I don't. I don't feel like the reasons that were given for the deconstruction of that roster have been on the up and up. Yeah. And you know, it, it's hard to say right now because what happened was they spent money. It kind of worked. I mean, they went to the playoffs. It was a kind of a BS playoffs, right. in COVID, but um, that team kind of fell apart and you know, it is what it is. But what they've done now is they're trying to revamp. And you can quote the payroll. And while that should be increased, I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses because I think I wanted them to sign a center fielder. I wanted them to sign a starting pitcher even this year and a year that they should not or theor- theoretically are not going to be competing. I wanted them to spend more money. Um, but you also want to give young players a chance, right? These players that they traded for, like, this is why you traded these players to get these young players. And just the way that the system works is these players are going to be inexpensive when they're young. So if if a lineup had Matt McLean, Ellie De La Cruz, Jonathan India, um, you know, insert all these top prospects, top players, it could be good, but it's also going to be inexpensive right now. Now they did sign, you know, like like we said, Will Myers, a couple right. smaller moves. I say this is the last year of like me even like being like okay it's all right like whatever they needed to kind of because i didn't think the team that they had built with a bunch of power that just wasn't working out the Mustakas deal completely crumbled like i did not think that team was built to be i i I did not see that team going far in a playoff run or anything like they spent some money but was it really that great of a team no so the the Mustakas signing itself was strange when you already had a third baseman anyway and yeah. he was not built to be a second baseman. No. So to me, it's like, okay, if you want to play young players and kind of suck this year, that's fine. But like, I want to see aggression going into next offseason. You have to. You have yeah. Votto coming off the books. You have Mustakas' contract is still being paid this year, and that's coming off the books next year. Um, I agree. You, you absolutely have to. Next year would be inexcusable to continue to 
do the same shit that they've been And they doing. should have a roster of prospects that are coming up that are going to be, you know, four or five years of inexpensive contracts relative to play, right? Um, you have to take advantage of that as a small market team. So you can afford with no big money on the books. You can afford to go out and sign free agents, make smart trades. Um, if you don't do either one of those, then sign, buy out the arbitration years and get these players locked in for multiple years, right? Or, sure. And you have to hope that roughly, I, I would think, with this many young kids to where we're literally having arguments on Twitter about whether uh, – the rookie of the year from what two years ago, I guess last year, it wasn't last year, two years, two years ago, ago. Um, is, is old enough to be a leader on this team. Um, but you have to hope that s- some of these guys work out w- roughly three, three or four of these young kids. You, you would hope work out to blossoming stars. in this So league. I wanted to touch on that leadership thing. I, I don't know where that got started or how that got started. I just get on Twitter and I saw, um, I don't remember who it was making a case for leadership roles. And I was like, yeah, like a, a leader doesn't have to be a nine times world series champ. And there's plenty of successful players that are not leaders. Um, that's a quality you have. And it's not something that you necessarily have to like earn over time with championship rings. In my opinion, I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks drafted Jonathan Tays, which I know this is so off the wall, but and they gave him the C on his jersey, which in hockey is a humongous deal as a rookie. Like, that happens sometimes. Sometimes you have young players that are leaders. So I think leadership is not necessarily something that you have to win a bunch or whatever. Well, and Are you really going to say that Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India shouldn't be leaders on this team? Because even, <laughs> even, if, even if you had older guys here, if, even if Moose was still here, I would hope that you'd still be leaning into India – and yeah. Stevenson as leaders on this team. What you want is you, in the team where they are in their life cycles, you want younger core players to be leaders, core players with some experience. So like you said, India, Stevenson, like you want those guys to be leading your team because you want them to be the best players on the next successful team, right? Mm-hmm. Or one of the best players on the next successful team. I wouldn't expect like a Ellie De La Cruz to come in and be a lead clubhouse no. leader or anything, but um, it, it's also just like a strange thing to talk about because we're not in the clubhouse and we don't know what goes on or who's vocal, who's not, and how le- leadership roles are established. And it's really hard to say, and it's kind of just an odd thing to talk about, but that's what happens in early February, right? We don't have anything else to talk about. Unreal, Ed. Unreal. What? Turn your volume down on your video. I'm sorry. I was trying to pull up video for... Forget Go ahead. It's <laughs> watching soccer on ESPN9. <laughs> I'm not watching soccer. <laughs> Although the U.S. versus Guatemala, I think, is on right now. But Can't believe I Sounds missed that. Sounds yeah. riveting. Uh, so, Joey Votto, still on this team. Last year of his contract. And... Uh, I know there was an article from The Athletic. I, I didn't get a chance to read it today. Um, but he's playing chess, and he has found a partner. I believe it's – is it is it Hunter Green? I didn't get to open that article today. I, I did – uh, I saw oh. the headline come across my phone. 
Um, I know, I know he's playing chess. Um, but he he plays a lot of chess. He puts a lot of videos out. I've also seen people talking about how uh, irritated they've been with Joey Votto making things last year about himself um, as he was in the booth, the radio booth, and running around the stadium. I saw that tweet. Rather, rather <laughs> we're going to get, get upset about that. That was a than, big brain take. Like, I don't agree with the take, but, like, shout out to that guy for having the take. Like, it's a horrible take. Not, not shout out to that guy, whoever it was. Oh, it's, it's Will, Will Benson is who he's playing chess with, apparently. Will Benson, okay. Oh, we were just talking about him. All right. Yeah. From the um, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Joey did have a quote today that that Jeffrey uh, or Geoff, sorry, wanted us to bring up, um, basically talking about what you were just, you know, what you guys were just talking about and the clubhouse and and ownership. And he said, we are aware of it. Or sorry, Joey Votto was asked uh, about Reds fans frustrations. And he said, we are aware of it and we deserve it. We have we have to play better. It's a failure of ours to leave such a supportive fan base dissatisfied. The cynicism is the cynicism, in my opinion, is completely justified. Good job. How, how about that word, cynicism? I know that's a big one for you. And I used it. Well, you read it. Good job. But I, I pronounced it correctly. If you could use it in your own sentence, I'd be very impressed. Like, I don't know what you want him to say. Because he's not going to yeah. trash ownership. Gonna, say, yeah. try, by trashing ownership or gm or anything like that you're trashing the players in your clubhouse because the only way you could say it is we're not bringing in good enough players and how's that going to look like there i i don't read too much into that quote because i just think it's kind of a nothing burger because i don't know what else there is to say besides yeah we didn't play well enough but the reality is like the team itself is last season which i'm sure he's referring to was just simply not a good enough roster to be competitive. I know that they had injuries and I know they had kind of worst case scenario for the season, but even then, like that team wasn't going to compete for, you know, in the, in the playoffs or anything like that. So I don't know what else he's supposed to say to that question. I don't think, he's, I don't uh, think there's anything else he can say about that question. Thrifty Waller says I'm more upset about the Reds front office saying the quiet parts out loud than starting rebuild. They have torn down too late every time and weren't on pace to build a contender. And uh, Geoff says, Clay, I think it's more so he said what Phil should have said last year instead of being yeah. hostile to us on opening day. Yeah, and I, I think everyone knows Phil's just a complete asshole. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no beating around the bush, man. There's just nothing you can spin zone to say anything besides Phil Castellini's just kind of an asshole. Um, but I think the red sport that. coat was a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so that they kind of know that internally too, which is probably why he's kind of been limited because the few times he's allowed out and allowed to be put in front of a microphone, it, it's been a disaster. Um, Putting it kindly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, this is, I just want to keep reiter- reiterating, like it's okay to be mad. Like I'm mad about it too. It's all perspective for me. Like when you go to Outback Steakhouse, if you're pissed when you leave because it wasn't the best fucking steak you've ever had in your life, that's a you issue. That's a perspective issue. When you go there, like you should know this is probably not going to be the best steak, but whatever. Like when I go into the good, but it's mid, right? Yeah. 
it's all when season. I go into the red season, I'm not gonna be I'm I'm gonna be mad and went about, but I'm not gonna be like outwardly frustrated and like aggressive because it wasn't like something wasn't like taken from me, right? It was like I have a idea of what the team's going to be like, and it's probably gonna be around that expectation. Like it's upsetting, but I'm not gonna get like mad at each other on Twitter over it. Okay, Clay, you brought it up. Um what where is the what best steak you've ever had? And I don't know, but it's not Outback Steakhouse. Mine would have been right. babies. All right, so we got roughly what until ten o'clock with you? Ten, 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 so, something like that. All right. Well, I just want to make sure that I'm pacing where I want to go with everything. Gotcha. So, also, the question yeah. about steak wasn't a good question. Is what you're trying to say? I got you. Go ahead. No, I just no, I, I it, no, it, 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 no, it, it made it, it made sense. You he answered your question. Yourself. You he answered your question. You don't what have to explain you, yourself. Go ahead. What else did you want him to ask? Where's the best shake you've ever had, Ed? Uh, Jeff Ruby's. Okay, great. Aaron. Or t- actually, my grill, but then Jeff Ruby's comes in. A oh, second. man. That's such. Oh, man. I got a big green egg and a freaking Blackstone guy. My grill. I got a Blackstone and I have a, a pellet smoker. If the best steak you've ever had you made, smoker. then you need to be making steaks for a living. What? What did you make your steak on? If you only have a smoker and a and a, and a blackstone, well, Aaron, you can make steaks on blackstones. Yeah, but I don't know that it would be the best steak you ever had on well, a blackstone. Well, it was before it was before I owned a blackstone that I made the best steak I've ever had. I, I don't riveting. It was actually 2020. It was during the pandemic. He remembers it. It was October 13th, man. How yeah, it's probably like more around April, but it's you know it's what it is hmm. can't from he can't remember half the reds roster but he can remember the year of the best steak he's ever I had don't, I, I don't i simply don't believe him and i wish he wasn't a liar <laughs> but he is oh, okay all right it's fine it's <laughs> all right all right so clay this season um the let's let's talk pitching uh because they've been rebuilding pitching and currently, the big names that we know prior to the moves for a lot of younger guys, the bullpen, I literally don't know anything except Hunter Strickland, which was announced this week, and don't feel great about that. However, um, <laughs> clearly you don't either, but we know Hunter Green. We know Nick Lodolo, and uh, we know Graham Ashcraft, who he took one off the foot. Is he okay? I didn't even look. He'll be fine. Okay. That's good. Um, outside of them and up and coming Brandon Williamson, what do we got? Yeah. So they signed Luke Weaver to a deal and Luke Weaver is actually a mediocre pitcher. Like he's not as bad as people might think. Um, he was with Arizona for a couple of years. He came over to Arizona in a trade with the Cardinals for Paul Goldschmidt a few years back as a big-time prospect and didn't really pan out, went over to Kansas City and was a reliever at the end of last year. But I think he'll slide into that four or five spot and he'll be perfectly fine. Like, he's just going to eat some innings and I don't expect him to be awful. I don't expect him to be great. He'll probably be around a five ERA, five, you know, five, two ERA or something, which... For the money he was paid, that's about what the production should be. Luis Sessa, bullpen guy, moved to the... Forgot about him. 
Yeah, he he'll be fighting for a rotation spot. And I think um, that's why I forgot about him because I view him as a reliever, not as a starter. So, and he might be. Um, they're going to try him at starter, though, as far as I know. And I think he's another guy who's. I mean, the guys on this list we're talking about are like number five. Pitch. And he came in. He came over in that trade with the Yankees, where we traded yeah. them. And Justin Wilson came over as well. Who who did we trade them for the? Oh uh, gosh, who was it? I don't remember. Let me think on it. Um, okay. Connor Overton, not somebody I'm high on. I know a lot of people liked him, and he had a couple of good starts last year before getting injured. Um, it's just there's just not many people who don't throw extremely fast who are 28, 29 years old and kind of break out. You know, like his profile um, – He's not a strikeout pitcher. Like his profile is just not one that often you see success with. Like this guy changed some things and, you know, you can read into it and whatnot. To me, he's a depth option or number five. Justin Dunn, man, he was just so freaking bad last year in AAA and the MLB everywhere. Um, Once a top prospect, you know, they're they're taking chances on these guys who were once top prospects. Those are all guys like you kind of know what they are. They're number five starters. They're guys who can get you some innings. If they were to get released, DFA'd wouldn't be the biggest deal in the world. I think my hierarchy of that list would go um, in in terms of actual like contributions to the 2023 Reds would be Weaver, Sessa. And you could flip-flop those, either one. They're about the same to me. And then Dunn and Overton are both like non-factors to me. Um, Fun fact: I, um, Weaver's nickname is Dream. Also, Jason Parker was the player to be named later that was traded for Luis Sessa and Justin Wilson. Yeah, that was a a move to free up some money for the Yankees. Um, Absolutely. In terms of like non-roster guys who at least were worthy of keeping an eye on. You all talked about Brandon Williams, and he's on the 40-man roster. Um, I, th- I think we've touched on that. Andrew Abbott, um, I believe he was a second-round pick in 2020 or 2021. Um, Abbott pitched well in, in high A, like extremely well, like unbelievably well. Went to double A, struggled a bit in the beginning, um, ironed out some kinks and finished strong in double A. Another guy that I'm really high on, a left-handed pitcher, um, he'll be in camp. Um, other than that, Connor Phillips is one of the guys that came over in the trade. He was the player to be named later in that Winker trade, Suarez trade. Um, a younger guy, I think he's a couple years away, has nasty movement. Um, if it pans out for him, if he learns not to walk everybody, he could be a really damn good pitcher. But outside of that, in terms of starting pitching, there's just not a lot. Vladimir Gutierrez injured. Um, it's it's looking pretty bleak. Levi Stout, um, who came over in the Castillo trade, I picture him more as – I literally – my comp for him is Jeff Hoffman. And I think the role that he can play is Jeff Hoffman as, as early as this season. Bullpen Jeff Hoffman or starter Jeff Hoffman? Because I much prefer bullpen Jeff Hoffman to starter Jeff Hoffman. So it's both. That's what I mean. Like the role of being able to flip-flop or flip-flop back and forth. And Jeff, Hoffman doesn't, Jeff Hoffman doesn't have that role. I don't believe he's actually able to flip-flop. He just was asked I, to. I don't – yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't think Levi Stout's like a great pitcher or anything, but okay. I think he'll be like fine enough to get MLB innings. And this is exactly why I wanted a kind of higher level, not like super expensive, but you know, a 10 or $15 million pitcher to be brought in to the staff was not only because it's kind of obvious you have three that could potentially and look like good MLB starters. And then you have nothing. You have a bunch it of, it sucks that Trevor Bauer is a PR nightmare. <laughs> I don't think Trevor Bauer would be interested in the Reds right now. He doesn't want to come back here. I don't think the Reds, I, even more so, I, th- I don't think the Reds would be interested in Trevor no. Bauer. But um, you also need a vet in the rotation. And I guess Luke Weaver, Luis Sessa can serve as that. But like when you're talking about guys who are kind of back into the rotation, guys, like they're not exactly the type of vet I would imagine to be like teaching and leading um, Lodolo, Green, and Ashcraft. I, you know, forward in, in, in helping them improve, right? Like I wanted someone more established to come in and be able to put, put up some innings and actually help this team so you could have four legitimate MLB-level pitchers. Um, I still want to see some more from Ashcraft. If he does not turn out to be a starter for whatever reason, he has the stuff to be like a complete shutdown, but like bullpen option late inning reliever um he just has that gyro type fastball cutter and that is 100 miles an hour like he he has the stuff to do it um if it doesn't pan out as a starter but they have options uh brandon williamson will probably be the first quote-unquote prospect to get a chance in the rotation the hell are we going to do about closer um alexis diaz in my opinion is a closer i mean he looked so damn good last year, um, as you would expect with any bullpen arm, especially r- r- rookies. Like he wasn't flawless, but you saw at times what he has. And if it's if I'm, you know, making the decision, I put him in as the closer for the entire season and just see how that plays out. I um, like that. I like we, that move, Clay. I don't want to deal with Hunter Strickland again. I don't want to deal with random people getting save opportunities. Put him in and just let him see what happens. I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now, and there's not like another guy that's jumping out to me as this guy should be getting an opportunity to be the closer. And I know that term closer and everything, people are kind of moving away from it. And there are a lot more teams using more than one guy, but um, there's just not a ton of names that are really like, I mean, Lucas Sims is coming back from injury. Maybe he gets the opportunity. Um, Those two guys should be eight and nine inning, however order they do it. All right. So Keith Law puts out his rankings for uh, prospects every year. And I know everyone hates hates Keith Law. But I am okay with at least his his rankings here for prospects. So I'm going to throw you out prospects' names on his top 20 list, and you just give me the first thought you have about these guys. You don't have to go into a big spiel about them. Just kind of a a one-sentence thought. Please don't make it a compound sentence. Are you doing this in order? I am going to go in order. 1 to 20? 1 to 20. I've not read Keith Law's rankings. I have doing all 20. I'm going to – again, as long as – it Clay won't take this, long, Ed. Keeps it tight. 
we should be able to fly yeah, through this. I love it when it. Aaron does this stuff. Go ahead, Aaron. Tyler Dale Cruz. Toolsy. Just absolutely can literally be a 45-45 type guy if it all pans out. So nothing like the guy that they called up last year who was supposed to be the hero at shortstop. All right. Much Cam- more explosive tools. Good. Cam Collier. His swing is smooth as butter. I mean, just watch it. Just find a video on Twitter. Um, also, I could see Fast Tracked. I talked to Arm about that. A guy who could be in the majors pretty soon for a guy who just turned 18 years old. Like 20, 21-year-olds, could, he could be in the majors. All right. He did not get an invite to spring training, though. So no. we will not see him at least quite yet. Uh, Noel V. Marte at shortstop third base. Um. Bit of a question mark right now. Dropping down some rankings. Um, explosive bat, a lot of power, pull heavy. So much pull heavy that I'm a little bit concerned. And again, this is I, I've talked to Arm in depth about all of these guys. So anything that's coming off as my thoughts, oftentimes are me regurgitating what he says too. Um, pull heavy guy who needs to figure that out um, and be willing to poke the ball the other way some or take it up the middle, but oozing with potential um, third, third baseman. Maybe with the band of the shift, that should work out for him. Edwin Arroyo. Probably the best fielding option at shortstop for the Reds in terms of prospects. Um, struggled a little bit once he came over to the Reds, but um, still has a lot of pop in his bat for his size. Um, worst case scenario, he's like gold glove caliber shortstop and right. mediocre with the bat. Chase Petty. A guy who could be entering the top 100 for the Just Baseball list. Like some super great uh, stuff from him this past year. Not the flamethrower everyone thought he would be. He's learning to pitch more instead of just throw 100 past 17-year-olds at some random-ass high school. Um, So he's learning to be a pitcher now, and he's been really effective. A guy that I think everyone should keep an eye on this year. That'd be a great get for the Sunny Gray trade. Uh, Spencer Steer. High floor. A um, little bit concerned where the power went. Showed some power in AAA with the Twins. Um, a guy who I think could be like high-level utility player if the Reds go that option with him. Um, but really don't know where he's going to play long-term. Um, but I do like the bat. Funny, uh they, they actually describe him here as being the highest floor guy as well. So uh, Matt McClain. He's a tough one for me. Um, struggles with, with high fastballs, which is concerning going to the MLB. And it's a little bit injured last year. I think in a, if everything goes perfect and he's able to, that's your center fielder. Like, if he can be a center fielder and hit well enough, like, the Reds have this huge hole in center. I don't see an option fixing it. That could be Matt McClain. If I was a betting man, I'd say he ends up as a second baseman. That We've kind of profile, talked- not a ton of power, but a good enough hitter. Um, kind of a guy who I've always said, like, is a better Nixon Zell in a way um, in terms of just, like, the tools when Nixon Zell is a prospect. Better yeah. now, not better as a prospect. We've already talked enough about Brandon Williamson. I don't want to go back in on him. Uh, Connor Phillips, right-handed pitcher. Tons of movement, crazy curveball, walks too many batters, still very young, um, probably a 2024 guy, 2020 
four at some point. And rounding at the top 10, Andrew Abbott, left-handed pitcher. Yeah, touching on him a little bit. Um, definitely a guy that I think could move quickly, depending on how this year goes for him. And him and Williamson are kind of going back and forth on that depth chart, right? Left-handed starting pitching, are they both going to be able to make that rotation long-term? But Abbott's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And um, an outside chance he could get some innings this year near the end of the year. All right, even shorter for the next 10 because I still got some other questions I want to get to. Okay. Uh, Mike Ciani, outfield. Speed and defense. Jay Allen, outfield. Struggled last year, concerning, but a ton of speed. He's also super young. Uh, Victor Acosta. Guy came over in the jury trade. Don't know much about him. I don't read much into the complex stats. Fair enough. Sal Stewart, first base. A lot of power. Um, don't know if he'll be able to play third base or move over to first base long-term. Justin Boyd, outfield. Don't really know much about him. Just drafted him. I know that a lot of people liked him. Is he the guy that was traded for? He was the Reds' fourth pick coming in the second competitive balance round. Okay. Yeah, I, I really don't know much about him because I have not done a ton on the um, 2022 draft. Right. Tyler Callahan. Not a guy I like at all. Uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand. Ton of pop. A lot of people are concerned that or think that he'll be able to hit 300 because that's what he's done in the minors. But um, a guy who could oh. legitimately be the first baseman or DH of the future and hit 30 home runs. Touche. Uh, sorry, Ed. I'm not used to having another producer. Uh, Boyd was traded to the Guardians for Will Benson, so no. I stand corrected. Yeah. I'm the captain right. of this ship. No, you're the captain. Well, if you were on the screen, I would have known that you were trying to do this. Uh, I thought you left. Maybe you had to go and take a, take a tinkle. Well, I did hear uh, things moving around upstairs, so I did check the cameras. Sorry. Bryce Hubbard. Left Bryce Hubbard, an, another recent draftee pitcher I've heard nothing but good things about. Um, have not watched him pitch. Most of the guys, like, I want to see pitching low A at the very – or, excuse me, high A before I start making too much of a call on them or playing high. Um, but yeah, not, not much to report yet, but I know a lot of people like him. Cade Hunter. Another Catch. catching option. That's all they've done is they've drafted catchers relatively high. One of them's hopefully going to hit, but it really hasn't looked like it yet. And the last one, Ricardo Cabrera, shortstop. This is a guy that's another complex type, Dominican Summer League, super young, super far away, but... Um, I see him all up and down rankings. Like some people are really like him and some people have him pretty far back. And I think that's mostly because that's just the nature of these 17, 18 year olds who are playing in the Dominican. Like it's so difficult to see what they're going to be. So it doesn't really matter where he's ranked, but um, that definitely heard good things. All right. That's the top 20 of Keith law. Get him out of here. And what I want to finish up with while we have you here. And we can run this as quickly as you allow us to, Clay. So this is on you. Um, new rules for baseball. Want to get your takes on the new rules. So we'll run through the rules as they appear here from ESPN. Um, the shift, the banning of the shift. How does Clay Snowden feel about the banning of the shift? I think that's a good change. Um, and we were talking about this on the fantasy show, I believe. You cannot start like running as the ball's pitched. 
So it's not like I can start right on the shortstop side of second base, the second pitch sprint over there. Um, so it is good, I think, overall. I'm going to be really interested to see, like, how much it's taken advantage of by, you know, pull-heavy lefties. Like, are their averages going to go up five points or are they going to go up 25 points? Like, I truly don't know. It's going to depend on the hitter. But um, I do think that's good for baseball. And I, I am all about... Um, you know, it's a product that we use for entertainment and other sports change and people bitch about it. And a year later, no one ever complains about the changes again because they get used to it. Most of the time it improves the game and the ones that haven't, they've seemed to like revert back and erase them in other sports. Baseball has not changed many rules. So, um, I know that there's and anyone who's like, oh, I didn't grow up with this. Like, if you want to be baseball purist guy, go adopt the damn rules from 1869 when also, there was like no foul balls and shit. If you're a baseball purist guy, when we were watching baseball, even in the 90s, uh, which I think is the golden era of baseball, by the way, um, there they didn't do this. They didn't they didn't run shifts. They, there weren't sabermetrics where they were trying yeah. to take take advantage of all this stuff. They just exactly and you said they the, ran with gut. You said that the 90s are the golden era of baseball. Is that because that's the last time the Reds won a playoff series? No, I, I mean, even if the Reds hadn't won in 1990, I, I mean, I just think, like, I mean, if you pull any – I know my favorite uh, sports podcast, Dan Levitard, they, they do – they pull, like, 90s baseball names, and everyone just, like, goes crazy for 90s yeah. baseball names. I mean, it, it. I legitimately think it was when baseball was at its prime. Yeah. But um, moving on, the pitch clock. Love it. I watched it in minor league. Um, and it just, it doesn't like feel like it's rushed. It's just a little bit quicker in between each pitch. And it's not something that you notice in a way that's like, this kind of sucks. It's just something like, as you're sitting around watching the game, you're a little bit more attentive to it because it's not 40, 45 seconds in between pitches. It's a little bit quicker. I don't think that's like a big issue at all with the overall like performance. Like I don't think pitchers are going to go from good to bad because of the pitch clock, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think overall for just, again, just watching a baseball game, that's what they're trying to improve. And, um, and trying Wade to Miley had, had some of the most impressive stuff working just very quickly. And I aesthetically love pleasing to watch yeah. him pitch, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. It's just fast paced. You and I watched him pitch um, the no hitter. Yeah, we, we were watched the knockback Nats, right? We did getting the best wings in the, in the city. It, it was like two hours and twenty minutes, man. It was great. <laughs> Big fan of the pitch clock. Yep. Um, me that night. You know, it, look, I got invited last minute. Play was already there when I got invited. Um, pickoffs. I'm not. I I, I don't know how much it's going to change, really. Like, so I'll just combine the base running rules if. If that's okay with you, Aaron, you go for it, man. Do you want to read the the rule changes that have to do with base running or the base? Um, well, I was gonna. I mean, if you want to throw in the bigger bases with yeah. that, um, so there is the uh, the pickoffs where after a third step off, the pitcher's charged with a balk. You have the bigger bases where the size goes from fifteen to eighteen, um, and the only other thing I saw was uh, position players pitching, which is a, a completely separate issue. But yeah, yeah, we can combine so, bigger bases and the pickoffs. Bigger bases theoretically should help 
with stolen bases, which is one of my favorite parts of the game is watching a stolen base. And I know what, you know, the advanced metrics say, again, I'm just talking about random guy who watches five baseball games a year probably enjoys seeing a stolen base. And so Ricky Henderson, Kenny Lofton, like again, nineties baseball, nineties baseball was so much fun because of that. Like you had guys that would not be able to do anything, but even Billy Hamilton, like if he could actually get on base, uh, would have been so much fun to watch. If it's fun they, because you're on your toes and you're thinking, is he going to run this pitch? Is he going to run this pitch? Is he going to run? So that should up. And, you know, the catchers are just faster. The pitches are faster. It's getting to home plate faster. The catcher pop times are better. Like, it just didn't make sense to steal that often because of that. So hopefully this brings the stolen base back. In terms of distance from first to second, you know, it's a little bit shorter. Second to third, a little bit shorter. All around, a little bit shorter. Three inches. Um, but so's the throw. So if I'm throwing to first base from shortstop, it's three inches shorter as well, right? Yeah. The distance it has to travel now. Um, so I don't think that's going to be, like, a huge difference in terms of, like, players beating out infield singles necessarily. But I would love to see the stolen base return to more of a, you know, I want to see guys stealing 50 bags a year. I agree. I don't know if you can call them bags anymore. You might call them boxes, but whatever. Yeah. And about the pickoff rule, like, I hate it when you're sitting there and the guy throws over seven, eight times. You know, that's just. But again, if you want to see steals, which is what we're all hoping to see more of, time it. Like, like know when you're like, use that as a weapon, not as just a keep him honest and not let him go. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I like all of these changes. And I'm not like in love with every single one, but like overall, I think it's good to make baseball a little bit more appealing. Everyone freaked out in the NBA when they put a shot clock. Oh my God. The freaking shot clock. You know what it did? It made the game a lot more entertaining. And then what did they do recently with the shot clock? change it to that 14-second rule or whatever it is where, you know, you lose possession, but you get it back, and uh, they don't fully reset the shot clock. More shots, more entertainment, more offense. Like, it is an entertainment product that we all watch. Like, if movies just started all being three hours long, I don't know if we'd like movies as much, right? Like it's okay to change the entertainment product as time goes on to fit people's, I guess, interests. Yeah. A lot of the MCU does three hours, but they're on a different, whole different level from everybody else. So don't get that started with that. I know. I know. Uh, Clay, you have been a gem as always. We love you so very much. So excited to see everything that you're doing with Just Baseball. Happy to hear that you have a podcast now, something I need to add to my list. And a puppy. Um, and a new addition to the family as well. That that makes a family of – the the wolf pack of one has now somehow become a family of three. So congratulations That's on right. everything, sir. Hey, let's not make it as long until I come back on next time. Well, baseball season is upon us, so I can promise you we will be hitting you up. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, Clay. Bye. And that was Clay Snowden. Again, you can find him on Just Baseball or uh, at Clay underscore S-N-O. All right, Ed. Let's finish our conversation and get out of here. 
UC played Temp uh played plays Temple. They play they uh, played Temple tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, and they, they played UCF on Sunday. So in chronological order, let's get to well, I, I guess we can even talk about do you want to talk about East Carolina? Let's not talk about East Carolina. <laughs> it's just a horrible idea to talk about East Carolina. So done with Greenville. So by the way, has- is winning against Tulsa right now with four se- seven seconds left on the clock. That's bananas. But East Carolina never again, unless we somehow match up with them in the AAC or the NCAA tournament and NIT tournament in the future. Um, whether this season or in or beyond, but uh, I also think there are more fans at XFL games this weekend than there are in this Tulsa arena right now. That's probably accurate. Yeah. Uh, UCF though on Sunday, Cincinnati pulled it out. Yeah, on the buzzer beater buzzer by David beater. by David DeJulius, they win seventy three seventy one. What was your takeaway from this one in Orlando? Uh, hustle, um, no quit this time. Um, I think. You know, last time or against ECU, uh, there was maybe a little bit of quit. I don't. I would say a lot of quit. I think they hustled all through that game, but I think there was a lot, a little bit of a uh, maybe slowing down. Maybe kind of. I'm, uh, I'm blaming not- the goat, the ghost of ECU, who the the announcer, their Dan Horde, passed away. Loss of confidence. I think that's what I'm looking for. And loss, loss of life uh, against and, ECU. And a ghost helped them win. Angels in the outfield style. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Uh, but you know, came out. Against uh, you know UCF, uh, four players or five players in double digits. Landers Nolly with eighteen, and somebody on Twitter said Landers Nolly didn't play very well, um, and he agreed with them. Um, so Landers that's Nolly. That's what Not I said. Nollies. Would you? You 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 did you you did the Kevin Johnson Landers Nollies 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 Landers. What's because I was going to say Lander Nolly said, and then so this <laughs> got, got it is you know. There's a shortage on ADHD medicine right now, okay? And so <laughs> that's I don't, not a me problem. It's becoming a me problem, but it's, it's not it's, a me problem. It's a me problem. Um, you know, David Julius was 16, Odie uh, with 15. Nice game by Odie, by the way. Uh, seven Kal- to seven. Yeah. Kalu with 12. Nice seeing Kalu come out of the shell a little bit there. Um, and Micah Adams would with 10. Uh, Jared Davenport with only two. That was kind of weird. And everybody else just. Davenport only shot the ball five or eight eight times. No, that's that's Micah's line. Five times. Five, five times. times. Four threes, because yeah. of course. Because. 0 for four. And and the only the only points he had was the offensive rebound putback. Um uh, he did have six rebounds, which was second on the team for highest rebounds behind Kalu mm-hmm. Zeppe. So he still contributed. Tied with Kalu. Oh, that's what I meant six. to say. Yeah, tied. Sorry. Um, but Cincinnati out hustled 31 24 on the rebounds. Uh, 73 71 is your score. Um, again, it was a. I, I've talked about this game, this I think my third or fourth time now talking about it. So I, I apologize if I, I'm a little lackluster here. But they did what they needed to do against yeah. a good team, and they shut down a future NBA player in Taylor Hendricks. Uh, not completely. But they held him four of ten from the field, uh, twelve points, four rebounds on a guy that uh, he had over twenty in the last time they matched up. He's good, yeah. and the bigs were able to figure it out. You mentioned Odie and Clue. Um, I think that was the story of the game, as 
those dudes work their ass off. Up. They have not had the best season if have you look not. at it as a whole. Um, but as Chad and I talked about on the nightcap tonight, um, culture has overcome on this team. And I think the culture that West Miller is building uh, is seriously shining through with guys like Odie, guys like Kalu, as he has not given up on them. They have not given up on him. And you're seeing, we've seen, you know, even with Brandon, we we saw guys giving up um, Sorilla and. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my guy, my guy sold his Mini Cooper and just left. <laughs> and there's no way that dude drove a Mini. Possible. Um, no, he you're right. Seven, he was seven two. Come on, man. Toyota Corolla. Okay, all right. Sorilla, Sorilla, of course he did. Um, but but also, uh, rap rap was gone. He quit on on yep. Brandon as well. And I, I think obviously different cultures. And it's, can, can I can I can I hot take? I didn't get the hot take last night because I missed the basketball discussion. Hot take it. Hot take away. Of the games that they've lost, where they've let leads get away, like we saw them, they they let a nine point lead get away in the final five six minutes. They let a five point lead get away in the final minute. We've seen that uh, too many times, yeah. right? This is the worst they played. Oh yeah, they did not play good. No, 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 no. You're, you're like when it comes you, to holding a lead down the stretch. UCF. No, I'm talking yeah. UCF. You see, this is the worst they played down yeah. the stretch. When I turned the I, game on, when I turned the game on in the in the car, did uh, you not watch Jeremiah Davenport just chuck a pass out of bounds? Did you not watch Landers Nolly turn it over four times down I the stretch against ECU? They didn't score for like. What was the six minutes? But but I see you look at it different than me. If you take good shots and you don't score, I don't consider that playing bad. But if you take bad shots and you score, you still scored. But they didn't take any shots because they threw the ball all over the fucking place. They did do that. A lot of turnovers. But but, I, but the difference being, this is the one where they hit the last shot. So everybody like this is this is sports psychology, right? When you hit the last shot, everybody forgets about all that other stuff. Well, there were two things that happened. They hit the last shot and uh, Wes called a timeout because that's been the big complaint all over which Twitter is, and Facebook. Which is if that you listen to what Wes said, he called it because there wasn't a look. Out, the look because was they, there. they couldn't get the ball to date. Yep. What I have said many times is that they had what they wanted. They got what they wanted, so they didn't need to call a timeout. Like if you go back to um to Tulane, yeah. Everybody yelled about he didn't call a timeout. Well, there was a review right before the final play. He didn't have to call a timeout. He had the team over there. They got the ball to Dave. They got what they wanted. Maybe Dave didn't get the right shot in that look or that setting, but he's not calling a timeout there because as a coach. He got what he what he wanted. Yeah. They didn't get what they wanted in that that last set against ECU because they uh Darius Johnson was denying Dave the ball. <laughs> so Dave couldn't get the ball. And then when Dave couldn't get the ball, they called a timeout. Uh the guy that deserves credit on that final play that's not getting it 
is Odie. We did talk about this on the nightcap. The call screen? He, he set a phenomenal screen on the out-of-bounds play yes, to did. get Dave free. If Odie doesn't set that screen, Dave has denied the ball. Again. So even if he catches it, the defender is right there on him. Because Odie set that screen, Dave caught the ball, and the defender has to kind of, like, regroup, right? He's not able – he's not in a position to really pressure. Right. But ultimately, over the final minute, like, if you want to look at the final minute, 90 seconds of that game, that was a disaster. They just happened to hit the last shot. You're right. And because they hit the last shot, <laughs> there have been other games – where I think they got more of what they wanted in the final minute, minute and a half. They got the shots they wanted that weren't turnovers. Like, you can give me your sourpuss look all you want, Aaron. But I would rather get an open shot than have somebody throw the ball out of bounds and give it to the other team where you don't get a shot. They had Go back and watch, Aaron. Go back and watch those 90 seconds. I've done it. It was good. It wasn't good, but Dave made the play at the end. So now we're talking, we're not talking about the, it wasn't good. We're talking about all of a sudden they got it right. Well, that's, they see, if they would have just done what I said three weeks ago, they would have won three of those games. I, I didn't do that. Not you, but I'm talking about the, the general. I'm saying the entire second half felt different. UCF versus ECU. And I don't think you could argue that. Again, they no, were because getting, ECU they, out they they out tough Cincinnati. Correct, and I, I and, think I, that, and I called that out immediately. Well, and that was what I'm we talked about. about the close of right. the game, the Look, final ninety and, seconds, and that's fine. But a game is its entirety, and Cincinnati. But you can talk about a segment of the game. Sure, we're a podcast. All right, I'm agreeing with you in that sense. Okay, I'm saying my take was that they made the offensive rebounds when they needed to. They made the defensive sure. stops when they, they needed yeah, to. Yeah, they did. And no so I'm, denying that. No denying and, that. And, again, for me, the ECU game was just different in that they, they went six minutes or whatever it was. It was at least four without scoring a single point, and that was the demise of a 16-point 16 16 point lead versus nine. The ECU <sighs> game was a disaster. And, every, yes. and, and, and like Unmitigated. I said about that game, and like I said about that game – I felt like with nine minutes when they were up 16, they have no business being up 16 because ECU is out outworking them. Even at that point in that game when UC was up 16, ECU was dominating on the glass. Like they, they were just there was yeah. a lot of like the smaller metrics well, in that game. I, I think I think we agree on that point. Yeah. Like so, I, okay. but I'm just saying over this stretch of, of the last games where they've struggled, they finished yeah. the UCF yeah. game poorly but dave hit the shot so because dave hit the shot then you don't that's that's the nature of what do we talk about like the difference in me is i try to talk about what's happening without watching the ball and we were we 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 were honest about in our assessment we were honest about they did not take care of the ball well the entire of the the game no it was terrible 15 turnovers is abhorrent and it was at its worst in the final 90 seconds I mean, I, I feel like it it was basically when when did they start doing the full full court press? Was it right was about that ninety any, two minutes, ninety seconds, right around you know, Mike, Mike, time. Micah bounce was one off his foot and 
JD throws one out of bounds. Like it was Landers yeah. throws one out of bounds or gets nudged and, and lands out of bounds on a ball that never should have been thrown. Probably should into have been that called. spot. Probably should have also been called a, a yeah, foul, but you but don't throw the ball there. I, I don't disagree. But like you deal with the consequences if you throw the ball there in a trapping situation at the it end. It didn't of the game. in at that moment it did not feel good watching it in real time. Right. right. <laughs> I'm with you. Like so, we're not too far off here, but what I'm saying is like the 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 conversation is different because Dave made the shot. If Dave I mean, doesn't make the shot, but that's how that's how the, silly the outcome of, is also different because Dave made the shot. Right, but but that's how silly some of these conversations get because you know Wes has to be fired because the player got the shot that, that they wanted and didn't make it. If if people are calling for West to be fired the same year that he just signed a four year extension, the well they're not maybe even not he got he needs to be fired but he's not the guy I'm more convinced now than ever like I saw a bunch of that people were telling I, me that we should we should fire uh, West and go after Chris Beard yeah who just beat up his wife <laughs> but was acquitted of charges because she wouldn't cooperate exactly yeah. Anyway, I was uh, trying to pull up a stat that here it is. And UC Barstool tweeted because everybody wants to talk about Miller should be fired. Um, in Huggins' first two years, 38 and 26, no tournament. Cronin's first two years, 24 and 38, no tournament. Miller's first two years with multiple games left, 35 and 25, no tournament. So we gave them time. Why can't we give West time? Because just, now I'm is a different time on the internet. Like, right, because well, it's because, Amazon. It's fucking Amazon's well, fault. Everyone wants instantaneous <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I my mean, son just bought a card off of eBay. He's like, is it here yet, Dad? I was like, no, you just ordered it two hours ago. Also, legacies. I mean, they, everyone remembers what they did at the end exactly. or the, exactly. the entirety, right. not, exactly. what they did at the, not what they did at the beginning and what it took to build everything. But Thrifty Walrus, you're missing the point it's not that how many shots thrifty wallers is here for the joke i know the point i know but the point being we will call out if they're taking bad shots we will call out if they're they're making bad passes we will call out if they're disjointed and not making if they're what what do we call out a ton early in this season they're playing too much iso ball this team needs the ball to pop there, there were no assists no, yeah, they, right. didn't, they didn't pass the ball. And, at and all. this is a, a shooting team, a jump shooting team without drivers. So, in order to be successful with the jump shooting team without drivers, and this is where I'm going to strangle you at some point, Ed, if you don't stop. Yeah, you. Yeah, don't, 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 uh, me. The point I, I was getting at all along is if you have a, a team that's not good at driving the basketball, not good in playing at isolation, don't continue to ask them to do that because we know the answer. They're not good at it. Dave Dave didn't drive to the rim for a reason. He's not good at driving to the rim. He pulled up one-handed from 15 feet. Do you think the free throw line is a layup, Ed? No, no, I wasn't calling for a layup, but it wasn't an erratic three. If you go back and listen to that podcast, what I was talking about was the erratic three. He he shot a they three. They don't take a, who like have they taken armor. erratic threes? It was it was they a took bad. a step back three against Tulane. You know what he takes six of a game? That shot. 
Just generally it's, shot. Generally, it's usually somewhere in the eighteen to twenty range, not the three. But he a he lot does, of his threes are still step back threes. He just step doesn't take shots. a whole lot of he doesn't he doesn't take a whole lot of threes. He takes more twos, long yeah. twos, which 18, is 18, 17 foot twos. But he makes more of them than pretty much anybody in the game. And I know that the long two drives you insane because why not just make it a little bit further back and get the extra point because well, the when you're is worth cr- more than a two. Here, here's actually the you know what Ed, let me I'll explain it to you this way. Do you know why David DeJulius relies on the step back? Because it creates uh, space. It creates separation. Yeah, separation. You know what he can't do if Shoot. he doesn't rely on the step back. Create, create separation. separation, but you can at least. So the reason the reason that it works against Darius Johnson, I'll I'll, I'll give this to you. Ed. He had a guy on Sunday that it works against because it's a similar guy. Darius Darius Johnson is six foot one. He's one hundred and ninety pounds. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> because I I'm not going to say Ed's wrong, but we'll get to that. In a second. Okay. All right. Cool. <clears throat> Dave needs to create separation via playing sideways. Like, that's how he creates separation. He does not create separation downhill. Now, if you go back and watch that play, how did he create separation, Ed? With a nasty sideways crossover that Darius Johnson thought was going to be a step back three, right? Yeah. And And then he he played off of it. On a dime to pull that up. And then went right and stopped at 15 foot and hit the floater. Yeah. The guy didn't go to the rim because that's not who he is. That's not what he's good at. But if 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 you saw my tweet, I actually called for Landers to get that ball and drive it because I was just Landers Landers turned it over six times. Seven doing that. Yeah, yeah. They were no the the seventh time was on the full court press. Okay, all right. But like they were trying to go to Landers to get him to create a little bit more downhill. They've done that with him in the mid post, like we talked about, and and he missed like uh, the I think it was was it ECU. Where he went one for five, yeah, it was yeah. ECU where he went one for five down the stretch as they were feeding him in the mid post. It's just not a downhill team, and that's that's okay. Like you have to be honest with yourself about the talent on the team. This is not a roster built to play downhill. That was my point to Dave. Dave's point was, I don't give a shit. I want wins. Which I, I understand I, Dave's point. I, like I understand Dave's point. We but, all do. But my job is to break down the basketball. Yeah. Like that's why I've spent thousands of hours in the gym watching practices and like like understanding I thought you were gonna say basketball. something else. Like that's that's my job. That's why I'm here. That's no, I understand what people pay for. I understand, I understand. I just, but you you keep wanting to pick a fight. Well, no, I don't want to pick that. a fight. I just you I'm going back me to me stupid memes every like and, and gifts. I sent you the heart meme. After I told you, Ed, I don't want to do this to you. Please stop. You keep poking at me and you're going to get dunked on. And I don't want to do that. I like you, Ed. I actually didn't see your, your text until after I, I had to go to Kroger's and pick up water and then the boys <laughs> went to play basketball. I was trying to explain to you, man. Like, I, don't put me in that situation because you know what? You know, you, how long have you followed me on Twitter, Ed? Oh, a very long time. 
what long do enough I do? to know. You you don't do this. Uh, Chad has spent thousands of hours in the gym working on his handle and step back, and that's why he's so. Fresh. I have no handle. I have no step back. I'm old. And I'm fat. I just know what to look for. I tried to step back on my poise on Saturday. It didn't work. All right, give me give me one second, and we'll talk about the steak. Like I'll be All back right. in like 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 ninety seconds. Go get All your right, refill. All right, Ed. In the meantime, Ed, let's let's talk about this. We have uh, Temple on Wednesday. We have Memphis on Sunday. A week off before SMU to close it out on Sunday. Selection Sunday. Yeah. Um, No, that's not Selection Sunday. March fifth is not. Selection Sunday is at the end of the conference tournaments. I'm saying for the conference tournament, Selection Sunday. That's is not Selection it's, Sunday. It's not the it same. It is for our – the same. It, it, you can't, no, Aaron, Aaron, just Aaron. eat it. You, you were wrong. Uh, just eat it. It's okay. Wrong. The what? 12th is Selection Sunday. Whatever. So, I digress. So, you know – I was muted. <laughs> let's uh, let's so, win it out. Let's win it out. Temple, obviously, we lost to them earlier in the season. Memphis, you want to lost to them earlier in the season as well. I don't want to lose to Memphis again. I hate losing to Memphis. Yeah, but we have Temple at home this time. They're playing without Khalil Battle, as he is currently not with the team. And it sounds like maybe Vic will be back because it sounded like Vic wanted to play against UCF, but didn't get a chance well, to practice. Again, we talked about culture and Khalil Battle not with the team because he is pissed that he Khalif Battle. Sorry, I thought it was Khalil. Um, had had some issue. You're right. Uh, re- receiver, once upon a time for the Bearcats, uh, but um, yeah, he scored 14 points against Bearcats last he time. Did. He, he did, and he's had issues with with Aaron McKee and the team, and has been told to stay home at least in their last game. We'll see if he makes the trip with Temple or not. He may not be with the team. Um, but again, we talk about culture and, and that's the culture that Wes Miller has built where he has not had guys give up on him and the team. Um, this is a big one for Wes has not beat temple in his career yet. Uh, he's on three. three. Uh, this is the last chance because God willing, we don't have to play temple again, uh, obviously in, in the tournament potentially. Um, but Outside of that, uh, this will be the last regular season matchup against Temple uh, for the foreseeable future. As it stands right now, they are tied for fourth, which means they would play in the 4-5 game. Well, and even so, if Cincinnati passes them for the four uh, and Temple they remains play the, in the five, they, they'd still play. Um, Cincinnati, however, has an opportunity to move up to the three if they should beat both Temple and Memphis, and Memphis loses to both Cincinnati and Houston. Correct. And That's SMU. Two. UC has to win out. Correct. Uh, let's so, do it. I mean, let's just go ahead and do it. I mean, bring Vic <laughs> take back. It. Obviously, <laughs> bring Vic back. You you hope you hope that um, we were out rebounded by out rebounded by eighteen the last time they played Temple. So I was just looking at that. That was kind of the game that changed the direction of the season, if we're being honest. Because that's hang- Cincinnati all of a sudden started rebounding and playing defense. And like being tough, like being the team that we had not seen them be through November and December. 
it sucks that they had to play on New Year's Day at yep. three on a Sunday when people also there was a, a Bengals game, so people weren't there. It was a snow remember, game too, wasn't it? I, I was gonna say I don't remember if there was weather issues as well, potentially. I think there's weather issues that game. Because they were calling for students to come in. Like if you're on campus, come in. Was that was it that game? That was seven weeks ago. I don't know that that was the there weren't students on campus because yeah, students weren't on campus. Break. Okay, maybe it wasn't snow day. I think the the snow game you're talking about is Memphis. Yes, yes. Um, but it that was, and, it was, that and the first Temple game was 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 in Philly. <laughs> There's that. Also that. There's that. I mean, you know, just an observation. Semantics. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, just an know. observation. Just an observation. Potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> In any case, I, I think you're right. The big, I said this earlier when we did the nightcap. Um, obviously, you weren't there, but the bigs are playing way better. I, I don't foresee us getting out rebounded. Uh, we're 13 and three at home this season. Um, I'll be shocked, honestly, if Temple out rebounds us in this one. Well, it, it, look, they, they maybe they out rebound you, but it needs to be by like two. <laughs> right not like like 18 Except 18 is a problem well what did, what did brent say the record of this team is in the 15 games that they've it's, been it's ridiculous when they out rebound the other team and really bad when they don't yeah so obviously a big one um it is uh the also the firecrackers jump rope halftime show and i, I don't saw know that Ooh, that's a big one I, I, that's I don't a know good what one I don't know what their record is when it's the Firecrackers jump rope halftime show, but I feel like it's probably good. I think it's pretty good, yeah. I would assume it's, it's pretty good. It's no dogs catching frisbees and it's no monkeys riding dogs. But no, I, I it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite halftime show. Ooh, I agree. Of the, I, yeah. of the, it just of makes the you basketball good. of the basketball halftime shows, Firecrackers is circled every year. It's, I think it's, it's Firecrackers and then the dogs. Yeah, I, uh, that's fine. Well, the dogs is also the same from the, the dogs because I see them backstage and they're just in like carrying crates. Oh, I feel bad for them. Well, that's probably because they're about to just. I know so, that so much so much energy. So that excited. doesn't mean I can't feel bad for them because they're just it. like stuck there in a in a cage. The dog show is to... when the monkey rides on their back too, right? Like they do that's the only happens and stuff, but that's only happened at the Bengals game and I don't know no, I feel like I feel like most tweeted about a monkey riding on the back of a dog at a basketball game before I don't think that's happened outside of the Bengals I don't remember game. it and I'm gonna have text mo yeah that was the <laughs> game as well stiff arming a 10 year old into the that, that was also a Bengals game when they had all the mascots there that was hilarious I wonder if that was our my boy Chris. I can't remember who which bear cat. Well, I and the comment for those listening is my favorite halftime sh- moment was the bearcat stiff arming a ten year old into the shadow realm. Well played. Real quick, since we're talking about you know like what the halftime show is and stuff like that as part of the record, um, what 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 sneakers do we think Wes will wear? Don't care. Nine, $950 sneakers because he paid $950 for them. Because he's a baller. Because <laughs> he's a G. And real G's move in silence. Chris. Chris Laporte. 
Tweety that back cares. That was the Who snapback cares? of the century. LaBorre. That was hilarious. And then his response Well, that was his snapback. Chief of the staff description, protect West Miller footwear, slander at all times. Who cares? I know. It's hilarious. Why UCF we, fans were like, look, bro, you're an idiot. That's when you know <laughs> that like a UCF fan has crossed the line. I like the tweet back today that I saw where they took pictures of uh, Johnny Dawkins wearing that happened 50, the same day. Yeah. yeah. $55. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Shoes. I anyway, I Twitter's, love it. Twitter's a wild deal. All okay. right. So Ed, what, what do you got? Two and one, three and oh, what, what do you, what do you expect? Oh, I'm calling. I'm a, hey, this is why I don't sweat. Three and those often. Three and those, three and those a tall task. I'm calling three and oh. Okay. Ed. So here's what you do. I'm not placing bets. I only have a dollar Ed, left listen, in my account. Listen, you can do this. You can do this. $20 money line, Bearcats over Temple. If they win, you roll it, it over to Memphis money ride line. Ride it. And if they win, you roll it over to SMU ride money it. line. And you ride it, and you see if that $20 can get you like $200. Or fifty to or hundred dollars or whatever whatever it'll end up being. Also, if you are betting, make sure you go to Betfred and download and use the promo code Bearcats. Bearcat. Bearcat. Singular. All Sorry. cats. Bearcat. Trying, all singular this is, cats. This, this, this is why I practice this here before we're doing the actual big one. Yeah. Betfred promo code Bearcat. All caps. <clears throat> That's our new go-to. We got rid of the crazy link. We got rid of the one one one. Bet Fred has been great. They have been working with my unreasonable uh, requests to make things as easy for our members as possible. Go to betfred.com or go to the app. When you sign up, there will be a at the towards the end of the registration, there will be a line for promo code Bearcat, all caps. There is no option for money line. Yeah, you, uh, it's not uh, up yet. It'll go up tomorrow. It'll, oh, yeah. Okay. And the last thing I want to bring up uh, before we talk about you and your steak. Um, last topic. Bearcats football. Lost oh, three coach. Lost yeah, three lost coaches. Coach this, Colts. Lost three coaches this week. Hired uh, three coaches a day after uh, a coach was let decided to leave. That's like that's impressive for Scott Satterfield. Like he's got the Rolodex ready to go. Well, it's not okay, like you're gonna it. leave. New guy, new guy is on his on a plane on his way to Cincinnati tomorrow. And it's not like he lost it to another college. He lost him to the Colts. Like, well, they did lose two linebacker coaches to colleges, but oh, okay. one was uh, a defensive coordinator, and then one was a guy that's from South Florida going back to South Florida. What? What? I, he said what I, I was going to say. We lost defensive coordinator to Troy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. Not our defensive coordinator. We lost a linebacker. He was a coach. linebacker's coach. To did to become promoted to the DC at Troy, and we lost a linebacker's coach who went to Miami. And Luke lost a tight ends coach this week. So, talking. <laughs> oh. I love how much you drive Aaron crazy. I just like I, I try to warn you, Ed. That's my thing. I try to warn you that you don't you you don't want this smoke. 
Sometimes. Scott has Scott has people back in the fold. Have, have they been formally announced? What are we doing? No, they haven't now? been formally announced. But you um, know that but people are in the fray. If you'd like to know all the answers, uh, they're on Bearcat Journal. Uh, they've got a the defensive coordinator from uh, Georgia State is coming to Cincinnati to be the outside linebackers coach. Why are we saying uh, this? We mean? want people to go to. Because I, I put it on Twitter. Because there's 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 six people watching and and the uh, by people, tomorrow six possible members. Well, yeah, I, I I broke the news. I broke the news on Twitter on the the offensive coordinator uh, who's coming from Virginia Tech. Uh, he was their quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. He is coming to be the offensive coordinator here at Cincinnati. He has been an offensive coordinator before and had a lot of success. Um. So yeah, the, all the spots are already filled. They had three guys leave. One last week, uh, they replaced him with a, a linebackers coach uh, coming from, I believe, Army. And then uh, they had two guys leave yesterday. The two new guys were in place today. So say what you will. Yes, it is unfortunate losing three coaches two weeks before the start of spring practice. But Scott Satterfield was ready. Like and that's that's all you can ask for. You don't want it to feel like a coach is scrambling, like like he's out of his element. And there's you know all of a sudden he starts hiring and promoting GAs or. Uh, what well, he said last week on, on your on show the that it's like, podcast, yes. yeah, that it's like his quiet time. So, you know, instead of having a little quiet time, he said to go, go find some coaches. Yeah, Ed, let's talk steak. Yeah. Okay. So, Thrifty Wallace. Uh, but let me Ed, let me ask the questions here. Would like to have Chad's thoughts on Ed saying the best steak he's ever eaten in his life. He made. I'm still taken aback by that. Where did you buy this steak? Uh, it would have been a fillet that I bought from Sam's Club. That's where I would have bought the meat. Yes. I don't even like steak, and I know that's not the. Answer. No, I'm sorry. Not a fillet. Yeah, it was a fillet. Okay, so I will say this. Sam's Club and Costco have good steaks. They have good have meat. decent steaks. Well, okay. They're not they're like I would I would probably buy Sam's Club and Costco steaks before I would buy run of the mill Kroger steaks by and large. Oh, I don't I don't generally and no offense to Kroger, uh, but I don't generally uh, purchase steaks from Kroger. So what I would say is I'm thoroughly enjoying Thrifty Walrus's live recaps as this is happening, <laughs> by the way. Please continue. Ed, yeah. let me ask you this. It wasn't Wagyu, if that's your... Well, yeah, because I was going to say... We all knew that. Yeah. One of the... Uh, I, I have... get that, though, from Sam's Club if I wanted to. Uh, I don't think you can. so. Not, like, legit... No. Not real, Lears, actual Wagyu. I'll go over to Hammond's or I'll go down the street to Lear's and I can get that. No, you want me you want me to tell you the best place to yeah. get a well, great, great steak? Is it over in Newport? No. Okay. Everett's closed. Yeah. So it's a bummer. For good. I'm sad. I'm very sad. I've still got a couple things left in my freezer from Everett's, and like each one as I make it, I like I'm like Sammy <laughs> Sosa. That was this is my favorite butcher ever. But Burn one and, out for your homies. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad about Everett's being closed. Ed, yeah. Do you go to Jungle Gyms at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a Jungle Gyms out here in Eastgate. 
Yes. So the worst. Are you aware? But it's still okay. But it's still if you are aware of what I'm about to tell you, a great like the best option in the city. There is a butcher counter in the far back corner of Jungle Gyms, kind of by the fish. Yes. It's very small. It's very small and it's easy to miss. Yeah, that's where I got my pork belly. They have phenomenal Wagyu beef. Yeah, it's a very small case, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. There's one strip of strips. There's one, like one, like little. How much is a Wagyu? One, it's it's expensive. Go to the go go to the good jungle gyms when you're out visiting mom and dad in Fairfield. But Ed, but Ed, yeah. If you get your steaks from there, you will have the ability. To cook one of the best steaks you've ever had at home. Now, this was also when I had an infrared grill. I used to have one of those. We're, we're getting away from the point. You need to ask him more questions on why this steak was the best steak of his life. I'm telling him now first, if you want to have the best steak of your life cooked at home, where in Cincinnati to go get it and then prepare it on an infrared grill where you cook it like two minutes on a side, and it's done. He only has a smoker and a Blackstone. You can cook a great steak on a a pellet grill. Well, yeah, you could do that too. But David, man, I've never seen you make a comment before. Welcome to the show. David knows. I'm not kidding about this. The steaks from the butcher counter at Jungle Gyms are as good as you will get in the city for cooking at home. As good as you will get. And you can do them on a pellet grill, Aaron. You can get a pellet grill up to about 500 degrees. Oh, yeah. You can do it on a pellet grill. Sure. It's not going to be the same as an infrared that it's you can a dangerous get 700. Game. A dangerous game. 700, dangerous. scorching hot. You cook that thing for like 90 seconds a side, and it's, and it's perfect. I'll take well, an iron skin. You can, I'd take it. Yeah, I would take an iron. Cast iron. Yeah, I would take cast iron skillet over an, a, a smoker. I agree. Um, oh, you can put the cast iron on the pellet, on the black a pellet grill. Is not a smoker, Aaron. It's a grill that can smoke. It can't. Yes, exactly. Well, There's I'm a thinking, difference. I'm thinking my stand-up smoker. Yeah, that's you don't want to cook it on a smoker no. that maxes out at that 325 degrees. Yes. Like you can get a pellet grill up to Ooh. 500. Okay, so David Mann, St. Elmo's seasoning. I, I've had St. Elmo's. I had it. Uh, in July, uh, Michelle and I went to Indianapolis for our anniversary. Ate at St. Elmo's, and I, 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 I wasn't impressed. Ed, holy cow! I had, but I had just six months earlier been to Ruby's precinct. No, that's 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 the seasoning no, no. he's talking about. Holy cow! Holy oh, cow is the seasoning. Oh, yeah, oh, holy I have cow holy cow. Seasoning. I have holy that's, cow, and I have use uh, that on your steaks. Holy cow! Holy gospel! See. I like this little salt pepper. Well, but holy cow little, is very seasoning salt. Holy cow is very heavy pepper. It's a it's a very okay. coarse All grind right. of pepper. It's a very heavy pepper steak seasoning. It's also very um, mild for white people. See, that's the thing though. Like us white people don't put enough seasoning on our meat. No, holy cow is perfect if you're doing a really good cut because it's basic, but it is very pepper forward. Like you get the coarse ground, like you get a good, it's it's toothsome. Gotcha. All right. Will. Okay. I have uh actually just uh 
But you did not you did not buy the best steak you've ever had. Oh, the best steak I've ever had on my grill. Yeah, no, it was it was from Sam's Club. I, I'll that I'll just means that you're not buying the right steak. It's a it's a sirloin fillet, dude. How how is that not a good steak? It's not Wagyu. I'm sorry, but it's a but good. You're steak. buying it from Sam's Club, and so it's not it's it not a great quality. Comes from a cow, but the the. The quality of cow matters. The quality Thank of cow you, matters. I, I understand the quality of cow matters, but the, I get some great steaks from Sam's Club. You get some good steaks from Sam's Club. I get some great steaks from Sam's Club. No, you don't. I will. I will agree with you that those steaks over at Jungle Gyms do look amazing. And maybe one day I'll splurge a little bit more for one of those. Erroneous! Erroneous on all counts! You will not splurge for one of those. <laughs> they look great, but you're not going to buy one. I just bought a pair of Jordans. I might splurge on them. I might walk in there with my Jordans on. <laughs> plop my wallet down and go, one of those Give one of them please. $40 steaks. <laughs> JD, I, JD, I love JD says skip the, B, the BS, go to Eckerline. With Everett's closed, Eckerline is my favorite butcher in the city. Eckerline uh, is who provides Rob with his burgers. I love Eckerline. I think the the dry-aged steaks, the dry-aged Wagyu at Jungle Gyms is better. I do. Thrifty Wallers, I mean, the, the Sam's Club I love Eckerline. Like I, I go to Eckerline regularly. And get and a shit ton of really good meat. The chat agrees. But I think if you're going to go for like a high-end, high-end homemade steak, I go to Jungle Gems and get the dry-aged Wagyu uh, that they have in the, the butcher counter. You do understand I... I, I have a butcher connection, right? So so let's 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 okay then why are you going to Sam's let's, to buy your steak? Well, because it's only out in Fairfield. Let's, let's wrap up this <laughs> steak talk. So out in Fairfield me, where Jungle Jim's is. I got what, Eastgate one. What what made everything about this steak the best, Ed? Well, it was just it was the it was had the correct amount of seasoning on it, had the correct cook time on it, the rest was perfect. It was just the steak itself was like great quality meat. It was it was it was it was a great steak, dude. I, I, it was butter. Like you you slice into it, butter. Put that in your mouth, butter. Melted. Melted. Revisionist history. It was also 2020. And I hadn't left the house. Bad day. And he, he never knew if he would bad day. He didn't know if he'd ever have another steak again. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> there was a cardinal in the tree, and I kept yelling the cardinals suck. I, 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 at the same time, I was Clorox wiping every package that came in. I used to Clorox spray my, all, all, all of my groceries were Clorox wiped. Maybe that's what it was, is he wiped that steak in Clorox. <laughs> <laughs> and sprayed it. Actually, was, you know, most people put like a little olive oil or like a little oil on their steak before they season it and put Clorox. Well, it actually president. made him trip for 36 hours. <laughs> that's, that's why it's the best steak he's ever had. 
a, for, a former uh, government official once said that maybe we should maybe we should eat Clorox to get rid of it. That, that quote's already been debunked, but go on with your bad self. There, all right. right, that's gonna wrap it up. That was another episode. Anything else to talk about? All right. That was another episode of Part in the Punctuation. We appreciate all of you who joined us. Um, some of you came yeah, in late. Yeah, Cincinnati starts Saturday. They do. They start this Saturday against Houston. Dynamo, 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 Dynamo. You that's have to. Dano. Fig- you're thinking of Dano's, the seasoning you, guy from Texas. You're, I got some of that stuff upstairs. If you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk soccer, you have to figure out what the names are before you just blunder that, man. Ed, did you hey, Aaron, watch wrestling? Go back and listen to some of our, I don't, our he, original he, podcasts, he, and you go ahead and tell me about the names. I'm, I'm, I, you could I'd pronounce let, a Coach Koch's I, name for. I, the I, I let that go a long time ago. Uh, did I watch wrestling? Um, no. Wasn't there a major pay per view yesterday? Saturday, I think. Uh, it was um, not Hell in the Cell. It was um, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Elimination Chamber. Uh, I did not watch that, but I did watch one hell of a. Um, you gotta let me. You gotta let me get him on the spot first. Kevin Owens. Release one hell of a promo, um, but you didn't watch uh, it the other night. You know, I, I watched it on Twitter. Uh, it's no actually promo. I retweeted it. So if you go to my Twitter page, it's on there. You'll see it. Oh, Aaron, get us out of here. Yeah. We'll see you next week, Tuesday night, nine fifteen. Thanks everybody. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>